good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. As you believe, thank you all so much, as always. It's wonderful to be back here at Spiritual Life Center. <laughs> you know, last week I was at a special conference at Union Village Grounds, the beautiful Union Village Grounds. I hadn't been there in, gosh, almost 11 years or so. And they had a particular conference that, for the first time ever, it was a conference entitled uh, Celebrating Your Soul was the theme. And it was put on by people of African descent and new thought. So there are people from Unity, Center for Spiritual Awareness, uh, other teachers and people that believe in this philosophy. And I met one of the presenters there. He was a minister from Chicago. And he was sharing about the time that he was in the Navy. And he was talking about how he knew a friend who was also in the Navy, but he was not just a regular Navy person. He was a, what do you call it, a Navy SEAL. You know, that was to do on these really spectacular missions that sometimes we read about uh, and hear about. And he was telling his friend that, you know, he wondered why he never worked out with him. You know, they lived in the same kind of barracks and ate the same food and, you know, had the same stuff available. And he wanted to kind of work out with him. And the guy would never work out with him. And he kept bugging him about it. And he said, why won't you work out with me? Because he said, because you don't know what's in you. So they decided to work out together one day. And, you know, they were extremely, you know, going at it. And... Uh, he was exhausted, and he said, okay, I've reached my limit. And the guy who was the Navy SEAL said to him, that the reason that I don't work out with you is that people like you give up when you are at 40%. But when you're at 40% and ready to give up, we're just getting started. <laughs> so I thought about that as our topic today is that our possibilities are endless. And to remind us that we're here to reveal the infinite nature of this presence that we call God. There's an unlimited something, this presence, that is birthed into expression into each and every one of us. The capacity to reveal and to reflect the cosmic order that we call God. I like to call it the force. And how much we reveal is dependent upon our consciousness. It's dependent upon our belief. 
You know, there's a statement in Genesis, the 13th chapter, the 14th and the 17th verse. And it says something to the effect, raise your eyes now and look from the place from you are. Northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all that you can see, you can have. Now, in life, sometimes we don't see much. You know, you might be thinking, what is this guy talking about? I just want to be able to, you know, take care of my expenses in life. I want to get rid of that rash on my face or wherever it happened to be. I want to have a healing in my life. I want to get along with my mother. I want to get along with my father, my sister, my brother, whatever the case may be. What are you talking about? Revealing, reflecting the cosmic order. I don't want to hear about this cosmic stuff. But the fact of the matter is there's a part of us that does. And we can say, yes, we do. Yes, we do. I wasn't was really expecting an answer, but that's okay. <laughs> you can answer all the time. We're going to have some call and response here today because I got my cheering session up front. <laughs> but someone once asked me, you know, what does God want in my life? What does God want? And I said, well, you know, it's very simple. Do you know what God wants? God wants to be known and revealed through you. So we're coming to that understanding that you and I are wonderful experiments of the presence of God. That we're equipped to reflect the expanding good, which is another name for heaven. Heaven really means expansion, expanding good. And when we reflect that good, all the other things that we think we need are taken care of. When we're in tune with that, we get the wholeness and the health and the vitality and the vigor. We get right guidance. We begin to be more generous and kind. We have those right relationships. And that's why it says in Matthew, the sixth chapter in the 33rd verse, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. So we want to understand we are here to reflect and, yes, to reveal this cosmic order. And as I said in the first service, if you agree, just say yes. yes. All right, we got some yeses here going on this morning, but let's keep on talking. <laughs> I think to tap into these infinite possibilities, we have to have infinite flexibility. We got to be open and receptive. And Maharishi Yogi said something to the effect Infinite flexibility brings about infinite positivities. And I think this is very important because in the world of phenomenon, the world of what we see, the world that comes and goes, the world situations where things are changing and moving all around us, we have to be flexible in those experiences. Like I said, I went to the uh, Unity Village and you fly into Kansas City Airport. And I was told that, you know, when I would get there, that there would be somebody there with, you know, had a little sign up there with my name on it, you know, I guess I was a big shot. And, you know, and, uh, you know, I saw some people get off the airport, walk down the, the, you know, the place and, and I'm looking around for my sign and I don't see it. So there's no sign. And I said, okay, well, I guess it's, everything's going to be okay. So I started walking toward my bags and, and uh, I saw another woman who was there and I heard her, overheard her saying to a gentleman, are you going to Unity Village? And he said, yes, I'm, you know, I'm the ride that's going to Unity Village. And I said, okay, that must be my ride. Turned out it wasn't my ride, but I went with him anyway. It worked out perfectly. But I say all that, that I knew everything was going to be okay. It was going to be no matter what happened. 
And what I did was a small matter in the scheme of everything. But understand, I mention that because oftentimes we base our happiness or our joy on something outside of us, something outside of our being. And instead of coming to the understanding and we put our emphasis on the phenomenal world, things outside of us. Excuse me. But we have to understand that on a deep spiritual level, that everything we want, that real joy and harmony and prosperity and abundance comes from the infinite presence within us. So we're here to have an openness, a flexibility, so that the world of effects and circumstances, we're not relying on those things and we don't look upon those things to bring us the joy and the happiness to demonstrate what it is that we want in life, the abundance. No, we want to go within and recognize it's always there. You know, the great poet, singer, songwriter, John Lennon says something to the effect, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. Or that old statement that says, if you want to make God laugh, show God what your plans are. You know, there's always this world of phenomenon in which things are moving. They're always shaking and things are happening all around us. And they're not going according to our plan and what we want or what we think we need to be happy. But we are not basing anything that we want, the joy and the happiness on that. So what we do want to do is develop the flexibility and the infinite connection of the awareness of the presence of God. Regardless of what's going on in the world, stuff will happen. You know, as that old Zen statement says, you know, we can't prevent birds from flying around our head, but we can prevent them from making a nest in our hair. If you have hair, if you don't have hair, you'll be on your bald head. But the whole idea is that we can't prevent things from going on in the world. The thoughts and the thought forms that manifest a particular experience. But we want to understand that underneath the world of change and the world of phenomenon, there is a timeless, dimensionless, infinite presence that is always being itself and is never affected by change that is taking place on the human level. So what we want to do is make that our purpose, to stay in tune with this timeless presence. And remember, this is why we are here. We want to make this our number one purpose. Well, we're in the midst of baseball season. I checked up to see how the Giants are doing. They got a long way to go to kind of get up in the playoffs. But anyway, it reminded me of a story about uh, the, the hammering Hank Aaron who was moving toward becoming the number one all-time home run hitter. And apparently there was an exhibition game that was going on, and they were playing the New York Yankees in this exhibition game. And Yogi Berra was behind the plate. He has the catcher for this particular team. It's years ago, you know, some of the, those have been around for a while. The uh, mature folks will probably know who those people are. But... And, and so Yogi Berra, sometime when Heron, Hank Aaron was at the plate, told Hank Aaron, you know, you're holding the bat wrong. You're supposed to hold the bat so you can see the lettering on the bat. Well, Yogi Berra paid him no mind. The pitcher pitched the ball. He knocked the ball completely out of the stadium. He went to first base. 
He went to second base. He went to third base. And he came and rounded home. And he went up to Yogi Berra and said, I didn't come here to read. (laughs) I didn't come here to read. The same way. We didn't come here to get caught up in the up and down changes of the world. We're here to realize our oneness with the infinite presence. This is why we pray. This is why we meditate. This is why we vision. This is why we may engage in sacred service or fellowship or to study these principles so that you and I ultimately have a breakthrough from the external world as the source of any joy, the source of any happiness, and the opportunities and the prosperity that are there for us. And we begin to dive into this timeless dimension of reality that allows us to be so flexible and so pliable that we notice that it's not only God's good to give us the kingdom, but it's God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom in ways even beyond our wildest imagination. Sometimes we want to be surprised what spirit has in store for us. You know, in in these teachings, we have a lot of different techniques to fulfill our goals and visions. You know, we may have vision boards and, you know, we may say statements about visionary images for our life. And I use those and I read mine every day. And those are sweet things. And I also say they're just a beginning step. It's definitely a sweet thing to do. But we don't want to hinder the overflow of the presence of God by thinking it's got to look a certain way. There's got to be a certain way because this presence we call God is infinite in nature and there is no withholding in this presence. I would say you don't have to pray to God to give us anything. This presence that we call God is changeless and is not, you don't have to wait on it because the presence of God is love now. It's beauty now. It's joy now. It's totally giving of itself at every point of its creation now. So we want to be open and flexible and pliable enough to come to the awareness that this presence is always giving. It's always shining. It's always radiating. And we don't want to constrict it to answering our little meager prayer. Because sometimes, you know, I think... If God were in human form and human perspectives, it would be laughing at our prayers because it would be saying, oh, it's so small. It's just so, is that it? You're in touch with this cosmic presence and you just want to get through life without being hurt? My God. Well, probably wouldn't say my God, but anyway, (laughs) is that what it's all about? No, we want to come to the understanding that this presence is so overflowing everywhere. But I think in order to capture this overflow, we have to create what they call a mental equivalent of goodness in our own minds first. You know, as they say, you know, these teachings first in mind, then in the outer world. We got to hold that belief and realize the goodness of life, the beauty of life the timeless dimensions of life, the order of life, the abundance of life are already there, and we have to come up with an equivalent in our own minds to capture it. So as we talk about the possibilities being endless, we must have as part of our awareness a mental equivalent of those possibilities. A mental equivalent influences our experiences. 
Our experiences do not have the final word of what our life can be. Never. Things happen, but they never have the final word. You know, I was years ago, I was recalling about, uh, uh, there was a couple years ago, and I was speaking to a gentleman who was part of that couple. And he was sharing that, you know, he had high blood pressure. And he came to me with this idea. He had this thought form that it was his wife that was giving him high blood pressure. And he would say things like, whatever she does, such and such or so and so, oh, I get upset, I get mad, my blood pressure goes up. Can you help me with my wife? I told him, absolutely not. (laughs) But he's telling me she's giving me high blood pressure. He was thinking there was some cause and effect that what was happening outside of him was causing something within him, causing something to be upset in his relationship, thinking that she was causing his high blood pressure. And he was convinced of this idea. And he could show me all his experiences to back it up. You know, when she did this, my pressure went up. When she didn't do this, my pressure went up. He went on and on and on. He had a story for everything. And I had to break it down to him. And I told him, you have a mental equivalent that has nothing to do with your spouse. Ultimately, we had to break it up for him to see that he was living in a world of being happy or unhappy based upon what someone else was or was not doing. And whenever that person was doing or not doing something, he thought he should be feeling a certain way. And if they didn't do a certain thing, then that caused his pressure to go up. But he was out of touch with the truth that underneath his mental equivalent, what he had come up in his mind, as to what his spouse should or should not do, there's love that is always there. There's beauty that is always there. There's God that is always God. And everything is in a flow. But he was in the relative world. He was in the linear way of seeing things. His thought forms were that his wife was doing certain things and was causing him to have a certain way of being. But the moment he was able to get this, that he was not living his life based upon what anyone else was doing, that he could live his life based upon the presence of God that was seeking to express something unique in his life, then he broke that cord. Yes, even though he had preferences of what someone should or should not do be doing, it was no longer linked to how he felt. It was no longer linked to his health. In other words, No one could cause him to have high blood pressure. It was his thought that caused him to have that. It was his mental equivalent that caused him to have that. And what a person should or should not be doing was not causing anything in his life. Are you following me here? Do you understand what would be happening in your own life? Sometimes we think it's something outside of us that's causing us to feel a certain way. We have a mental equivalent. We have potential emerging, whether that potential is our health, whether that potential is harmony, whether that potential is wholeness, or whether it's a lesser expression of disharmony that sometimes show up, depends upon what we're seeing. That's why I said in that verse in Genesis that I quoted, all that you see, you can have. All that you believe, you have. In fact, all that you expect is what you have. You know, when we say your possibilities are endless, it has nothing to do with trends. 
It has nothing to do with the sign of the times. It has nothing to do with what's popular. It has nothing to do with what's contagious. You know, those emotional thought forms that bombard us in so many ways, social media. It has nothing to do with what's temporary. It has something to do with what is forever. Thus, you and I get to demonstrate that which is forever by developing an infinite flexibility and openness and revealing the limitless good that is trying to happen through you and through me. Are you into that? Are you willing to suspend belief that something miraculous can happen in your life? Are you willing to believe and suspend belief that sometimes we're trying to use our mind to figure things out? We don't want to do that. You know, sometimes we try to figure out a problem. But, as, but when we do that, we're focusing on the problem. But as the statement goes, you know, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the presence and the power and the love of God because God don't know nothing about your problem. God only knows about divine and perfect solutions, and we want to get in tune with that, to get in tune with the harmonizing energy of the all good that we call the presence of God. And that begins to show up in our life. It shows up outside of our present paradigm, our present way of thinking. It's showing up outside the way that we see the world. It's showing up outside sometimes of our own plans because no matter how big our plans are there's something more in store for us so whenever we pray i always like to say add at the end this or something better because the spirit has something more in store for us than we could ever imagine so when i say sometimes we have things happen in our life that we don't like we may say we're having a bad day, but I'll tell you, man, a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. We're growing, we're unfolding, we're developing into something greater, and then we begin to tap in something beyond what we imagine, and we begin to get into those endless possibilities, and amazing things begin to happen because we're in tune with the infinite presence and making it part of our life right here, right now, and we realize that, yes, the possibilities are endless. So it is. Peace and blessings. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website, at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Oh, oh.